Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is something super special that we are doing here new on the podcast. We are going to start doing student spotlight episodes where I spotlight some of my students who have gone through my programs, who are currently in my programs, and talk about what they've gone through, their successes, their limiting beliefs, and what they are up to now since enrolling in the programs and getting started on this business journey. And today you are going to hear from Allison Springer, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story, to hear the successes that she had, and just for her to share her story. It's so special, and I'm so proud of her and everything that she's done. So I can't wait for you to meet Allison inside of today's episode. Let's go ahead and dive on in. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Allison. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. I'm super excited to have you on today. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So why don't you just give everybody a little bit of a rundown about who you are, your background, and all the good stuff. We want to hear all about it. Okay. So my name is Allison, and I am a, or was a full-time junior high art teacher for five years. I loved it, you know, and it just there was something like not exactly quite right. Like I felt like maybe it wasn't exactly what I was supposed to be doing, but I really did like my job. Um, I did commute 45 minutes one way. And um, so I was spending about an hour and a half a day driving. And even though I changed positions that just stayed the same, like there wasn't jobs in my town that were opening. Um, I started my second year of teaching. I had gotten really unhealthy and super, super, super burnt out. And so I started um, kind of a health and fitness journey. And I got into network marketing through Beachbody, which I loved. Um, I actually just recently stopped doing that as I transitioned into a full-time VA. Um, but I didn't really know, like, do I want to do this full time? Do I want to work from home? I had no idea. Well, then the pandemic hit, you know, and I was like, it was bizarre because a month prior I was talking to one of my coworkers and I was like, you know, I've always wondered if I would like working from home because I like it in the summer, but I don't know, like full time, if that would be a thing. Well, I taught for, for, from home for six months, or I was at home for six months until I went back to teaching in the fall. And then that fall, I taught in person and virtually simultaneously, and it was just a lot. And seeing like the public perception of teachers was a lot. And I missed working from home. I have a corgi, <laughs> like I loved being home with him and walking him during the day and being able to control my time and mornings and energy. And so 
I started kind of crafting a plan. I didn't really know what that would look like, but I started doing research. I had hired a virtual assistant of my own through Beachbody coaching because my rank had gotten a little higher there and it was a lot with teaching. And through that process, I was like, oh, dang, like I really like all the things that she's doing. I could definitely do that. And I started doing research on people who taught people to virtual assist. The reason is because I know through having learned a lot of things on my own through network marketing and through um, doing affiliate marketing kind of while I was a teacher that, yeah, you can learn it all your own for free online, but um, it's just a lot quicker if you take a course, if you learn from somebody who's already done it. And I knew that if I didn't want to return the next fall, then I needed to kind of make it happen fairly quickly for myself. So that's what brought me to um, Aubrey and taking the prep and um, to now being a full-time virtual assistant, but also I'm kind of transitioning to social media manager now, which is a little, is a cool shift and niche that I'm getting to grow into. Cool. So cool. I love hearing hearing your story. And it's really interesting too. I just saw that um, there's a study that's out about, cause there's so many, like now a lot of a lot of other, not just teachers. I mean, teachers have been doing all the things they've been in school and virtual, but like a lot of businesses, corporate type jobs, they're having people return to the office. I think like July was like the month where a lot of businesses were saying like, okay, come back to the office. And so many people were saying like, I would rather quit my job than have to go back. Like so many people have gotten accustomed to the work from home lifestyle, not just because, I mean, it definitely is a transition. And you and I were talking before we pressed record about, you know, having that routine and having that schedule and how it is different when you're working from home. But so many people are like, I'm so much more productive when I'm at home. Like I can get in a shorter period of time, I can get so much more done and have the time to take the dog for the walk and, you know, work out. I'm sure like just people overall, like they're just mood was so much better. Like, and I do, I do think that there is, you know, a time and a place to like get out and interact with people and you still need that social interaction too. But I know for me, like I'm, I'm way more productive at home than I technically was because you, you just felt like, oh, I've got these eight hours in the day. I've got so much time to get stuff done. And then a coworker comes and they start talking to you or you're going to make copies for someone and you get caught in the copy room and you just, you know, find that you're, now, I don't know. I, I just find that like, I'm, I'm much more happier at home. I can get more done. I don't know if you felt that same way, kind of making that transition too. Yeah. And I mean, it, like, I know there's probably a lot of teachers or people that work really hard at their current job right now listening. And for me, I was just like, if I'm going to work my butt off for teaching, and then I have my commute on top of it, I'm working a bare minimum of 55 hours. And if you're a teacher, you know, that a 40 hour work week is not super doable all the time, especially teaching in the middle of a pandemic. And so I was essentially working 60 hours a week. Plus I was doing, um, network marketing on the side. So I was working like 70, 80 hours a week. And I'm like, if I am working that much to just kind of like be a middle-class citizen and, um, I'm using all these skills because I, I think that we can so easily get caught in the fact that we don't have skills. If it's not in the job that we were trained to do, like I don't have any value outside of teaching, but it turns out that all of those skills were transferable and, that I worked really, really hard. And I really just wanted to get compensated for my time and also be able to build a different lifestyle. You know, I got up at 4 a.m. Um, for four years in a row. And also like, I love to travel. And so that's part of what kept me in teaching for so long as I was like, I love traveling. Well, 
COVID, as unfortunate as the whole situation is, obviously, I, it kind of forced me to be at home for more than a summer. <laughs> and because I used to travel every single summer and realize, okay, like what is actually important and how can I build something that has the same flexibility, all the same perks that I really enjoyed as a teacher, but it has some of this freedom that I've found with working from home. And for me, like if I could work 30 hours a week and make the same income or even 40 hours a week and make the same income and be able to work from home and be able to travel and work if I wanted to, which I'm getting to do next week. Um, that is the dream. And, and so for me, like, I think so many people ask themselves, like, what do I want to do? And I think really what COVID and the whole situation taught me is like, I don't care really what I do. I, I care how I want to live and how I want to connect with people. And I was missing a lot of that with the work-life balance that I was lacking in my teaching career. Right. And it's really interesting too, like, you know, talking about the teaching and it's hard because like I have kids and it's like, I know that, that we're going to, my kids are going to need teachers, but I think a lot, I think there's a lot that needs to change with that. And that's a whole different conversation for another day. But, um, but that, you know, that was something that I struggled with. And I do want to talk about some of the things that you were, as you were kind of making this transition, but that was something that I struggled with too, because I almost felt like I should feel grateful for the job as a teacher because of the perks that a lot of people talk about. Well, you get summers off and you get weekends off and, you know, you get these breaks in the middle of, you know, a February and it's like, well, yes, I I do. I'm very grateful for those things. But if you're a teacher, you know, that like when your day is over, like, you know, if you're, if their contract over at three, like you're not done. Like there's, there was rarely a day where you, where I didn't, you know, stay after my contracted hours. There was rarely a day that I didn't get there before I had to be there. Um, And there was rarely a weekend where I wasn't lesson planning or grading or feeling like I had to bring stuff home. And so I always felt like it was a job, it was almost like a job that never stopped. Like I never felt like, even though I went to, you know, my teaching job, I went to my classroom and I came home, like it, it always was there. And that was something that I totally struggled with was, you know, I know you talked about like work-life balance. It's like, I just felt, I felt torn and I felt like, either I was giving my all to my students in my classroom because I'm like, they deserve it and they deserve me showing up. And, and I love my job. And then I felt like, well, my family's suffering because I'm not getting home until five o'clock or when I do get home, I'm exhausted or I'm grading papers or whatever. Or I was like, no, enough of this. Like, I'm not going to stay late. I'm not going to get there early. I'm only going to go there when I need to go there and I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do it well, but I'm not going to just do all this extra stuff. And I'm going to give a lot to my family. And then I felt guilty. I'm like, there's, <laughs> there's no happy. I don't feel like there was a happy medium. I don't know if that's something else that you you struggled with as a teacher too. Yeah. I mean, there's this whole like teacher guilt thing where it's like, do it for the kids and gosh, my students, I miss them so bad. Actually, I loved them, but it's just like, for me, it was the same thing as I stepped back and realized that me and my husband, like we were ships passing in a night during the school year. And yes, even though we had that large amount of breaks, it's like, I, I didn't want to anymore live for my breaks and I didn't want to anymore be like, oh gosh, August, too busy, too busy. I can't do that. Or October. Like I love October. I love Halloween and I love like the events of the fall. And I don't even enjoy those things because I I did feel like I was kind of spinning my wheels with teaching. And I am a very perfectionistic person, which serves me very well as a VA and, and served me really well with teaching. But it meant that I always wanted to do better as a teacher, which is a fantastic quality in most jobs. But um, it can be a challenge with the work-life balance. And, and I think that there can be this space where like that was the job for one season and there's another career for you in another. But also um, I think that instead of like what you do, I think that it's more important, like what is your superpower with your skills? Because I use the same exact skills 
and, and really like utilizing it and, and being my best me through either career, whether I was a teacher or what, now that I'm a social media manager, I mean, it doesn't like those things do translate. And so I think it's about like finding the nuggets of like what you love and what is your power and what like you want to do more and like kind of capitalizing on that. And it's interesting because I, I told my husband, I was like, I am working all the time now, <laughs> um, actually still, but it's like, I have work hours and I say nine to five. And then if I feel inspired to continue working on my client's work, because I love my clients and I will do that, but it's because I want to not because I feel like I have to, and not because I have that guilt and that rings a little different. Mm-hmm. True. And, and one thing you were talking about too, I know, like you're talking about like, um, working really super hard and like trying to be the very best that you could be. I know that I was like that too, as a teacher, like I prided myself on my students getting results and, you know, scoring the best on the test, like, and them getting those, having those light bulb moments. But it was like, in order to, you know, maybe make a little bit more that school year, it was like, oh, well, then you have to take on this club activity or you have to run this after school program. And it's like, okay, so in order to make more, like I have to work more, like I, you know, just being the best, you know, obviously I, I don't think I was the best but just like, you know, showing up and really doing your job. It was like teaching. I felt like was one of those careers where it was like, you only got that percentage increase and it's not all about the money. And I talk about that a lot too. Like for me, it's not like, I don't need to make all the money in the world. That's not why I got into this, but it's also nice to know that like, okay, if I choose to, to, to work more, that means that I make more, you know, or, you know, I can, I can work less than I do as at my teaching job, which is hundred percent true. And I could make the same amount or even make a little bit more depending on, you know, what, what I decide to offer. So I just love that, that freelancing gave me choices. And I'm sure that you can say the same thing too. Like, like you said, you might be working the same, but it just gives you a little bit more freedom over your life. And you don't feel like you have to be tied to this this box or, you know, tied to living a certain way, just because it's what a lot of other people did. Um, and you talked about that teacher identity, which is what I want to jump into next. Um, because we, a lot of us do feel like I can only be a teacher or if I decide to, you know, leave teaching or step away, like what are people going to say, or are they going to judge me or am I going to feel like I'm enough? So I would love for you to kind of talk about some of those like limiting beliefs or even just some things that were, you know, running through your mind before you got into, freelancing or that during that time of when you were thinking about it, you know, did you have any, um, conversations with anybody at work or how did that kind of play out for you? So I had built an Instagram following at Al Meets World and I was all about like health and fitness and prioritizing teachers. Well, I was very worried about that because I was like, I've built this community of teachers. I have people that I help with health and fitness. I, I have this like platform that I have basically built off of being a teacher who tries to help other teachers prioritize themselves, you know? And so I was a little bit concerned about that. I was concerned about the judgment because I like, if any teacher is out there, if you make a teacher TikTok, there's going to be some like hateful human that like comes at you. And so it, it was kind of the same. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, am I, is, is the community going to turn on me? Is everybody going to think I like quit because like the kids weren't enough. And then I was like, okay, so do I want to look for a different job, like in, in teaching or in education, or do I want to look for a different job? Like I do, I want to do freelancing. And so my big limiting beliefs were like, I was worried that people were going to judge me. Um, because like, also there's this big, like you said, there's this identity wrapped in you being a teacher, whether you're a teacher or not and listening to this, it's like, I, there's probably an identity for you wrapped in the current job that you have, even if you're a stay at home mom, or even if you, um, and, and you feel like you don't have the skills to do something else, or even if you, 
um, are like in a tech career and it's just not something that you're loving anymore. Um, there's probably an identity wrapped in that. And it was almost harder for me to break with that identity and just say like, I'm doing this now and go all into it. Um, because I kept kind of wanting to like put out an application just in case. And, and I, and I had a lot of uh, mindset difficulties around that. I also realized through this process that I had a lot of limiting beliefs about money. Like I wasn't sure that I could, I was terrified that I was going to quit and then not be able to make enough. And I, we actually moved as well. And so I was moving without a job. Like I felt like I didn't have a job, even though I was building one for myself. And so that was a little bit of a limiting belief that I had to work through when I matched my teaching salary in two weeks. I mean, like my first month as a VA, I matched it. And I mean, it's crazy. And that doesn't necessarily have to be your story, but realizing that that is a possibility for you, because for me, I was just so, so, so scared um, because I am very type A and practical and I'm the person that had a five-year plan. And then the other limiting belief was like, yeah, like I am very, very good at this teaching job. Like I'm at the point now where I could get a better job in education if I wanted to. And I was interviewing for some museum education positions in the area that we moved to. And eventually they reached back out and said they wanted me to come for another interview. And I was just like, no, I think I have to go full in on this. And so I think that the limiting beliefs are going to be there. But if you keep like one foot in and one foot out, it's going to be a lot harder for you to build and grow into anything that you choose to do, whether it's a virtual assistant or freelancing position, or whether it is a different career. Um, and I almost had to just be like, I'm going to try this for a full year, like just go all in on it for a full year and see if I like it. I can always go back to a different, I can always go back to a different job. I can always go back to teaching. I can always work at Trader Joe's. Like it's, I think the limiting belief has to be like, you were going to make it and you were resilient and you can like, that's kind of how I push past those things is I'm like, I have always figured it out before. And if you're a teacher or somebody like in a different career, even think about all of the things that you had to learn just because it was part of your job and you didn't think it was like, and so I'm like, if I am this good at learning all the new things, like I can learn this um, and I can thrive at it, but I really encourage people to not twiddle their, like twiddle their thumbs about it and wait until they feel like they're really good at whatever they're offering, because you're probably never going to feel like you're good enough until you start, because you're going to feel like you needed that degree or you needed that like stamp of approval, but really you learn through doing. And it's crazy how much like, this is my second month full time and middle of my second month full time. And I've learned so, so, so much and niche down and increased my prices. And it's just been a constant learning experience. And with every client I get better, but it that would have never happened if I wouldn't have like just started instead of felt like I needed to take 25 courses before I started. Like I just took your prep course and I was like, okay, well I'll sign up for your freelancer to CEO one, but I'm going to start in the meantime. And so that's kind of what I've done. Right. And that's something I hear a lot. Like some people are, they want to, they, they want to know what like the secret sauce is to it. I don't feel like I have it, but one thing that I, I recognize in you and I feel like I, you know, it was something similar with me is I just kind of, like, I just decided, like, I'm going to go all in because, you know, if I don't, if I kind of do, I love the analogy of like one foot in and one foot out, like, I'm going to try this, but I'm not really going to tell anybody about it or, you know, oh, I'm only going to do this for like a little bit, like, and, you know, maybe it'll work. Like, if you just kind of take the approach of like, I'm going to give this a hundred percent and whether this works out or whether this doesn't go in it with the mindset of like, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, when you get to your end of your life, like you're not going to regret that you did that because along the way, even if it doesn't work out, whatever it is that you're trying, whether that's freelancing or whether that's something else, like 
you're going to learn along the way. You're going to learn, you know, so much about yourself and you're going to, you know, learn some lessons. And so I think like that was something that I, you know, decided in the beginning, like if I don't try this, I'll always wonder, wow, could I, you know, could I have left my teaching job? And, and for me, it really wasn't necessarily about like leaving the teaching job, but for me, it was, could I have had the opportunity to be at home with my kids when they were young? Like that was something that I wanted so badly. And I just never thought it would be possible. And I would have hated getting to the end of my life and thinking, wow, I, you know, what if that would have worked out? And I think that that is something that will eat you alive more than like all the doubts and all the fears. Like those things are there and they're real and they're valid. And like, you know, you talked about too, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Like you're going to have those, those thoughts. But I think like the regret that will, that'll be something that will like stay with you for every single day. Like, wow, what if I would have done it? What if I would have tried this? What if I would have started a month ago? Where might I be? So um, I love that you brought that up. And then you did, I know that you mentioned this in the beginning too. You talked about, you know, finding something that could kind of help you and could speed the process along. Um, and you did take, take my course, which I'm so grateful that you did. And I love that your success that you've had. And I, that's something that I, you know, I love seeing with my students and that's why I created it. But I would love for you to kind of share like what was your biggest breakthrough or win that you've had since taking it? I know you've talked, you've touched a little bit on the increasing your prices and already niching down and, you know, matching your, your teacher salary. So, um, so I know that there's been a lot of wins there, but if you had to pinpoint one of them, that's been really, you know, helpful. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a tangible thing related to it. Or even if it's just something in yourself that you've seen, I would love for you to share that. Yeah. And so like with your prep course, and I even think like, I, I talked about going all in, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be like a full-time all in. Like I wish, like after I started, I was like, I've been doing like social media for years for people and helping people with social media for years and, and doing kind of like tasks like this, um, in different positions. Cause I used to get part-time jobs all the time when I was a teacher. And so I'm like, I wish that I would have like, really realized this was a possibility before. I don't even think I saw anything about virtual assisting until maybe the pandemic and a lot of more people started talking about it. Um, but it could have been an incredible part-time job just because you could have one client for 500, $600, $700 a month. And that could have been an incredible thing for you to do when you weren't teaching, particularly during the summer, because you can get shorter term contracts and, and things like that. And so there's a lot of flexibility there. If, if it's something that you're not really sure about, it doesn't have to be like necessarily like go all in like that, but it could be go all in like, Hey, I'm going to try it. And I'm going to say like, I even made the identity shift you were talking about. Like I say, I'm a former teacher, but like, or I'm a social media manager or I'm a virtual assistant um, or a freelancer, but like I'm a former teacher. Like I just, I started calling myself that before I really even was a full-time one because I knew that that identity was more important than even the, <laughs> the actual like how to necessarily, because the how to can be learned, but that identity and that belief, it, that's kind of what you have to start with. But I liked that your prep course did break down like the identity, the belief, the, the thought process that you kind of need to start, because if you just say, hey, here's what you do. Um, that's great and all, but if you don't have that belief there, it's not even possible. Um, the thing that I was most excited about. And the thing that I feel like it was worth like triple the money I paid for it is I like the, um, the, basically the contract information, the invoicing, the stuff that like, as somebody who has not been into business before, I knew that if I didn't get that correct, or if, if I didn't have somebody to walk me through that, it's something that it would take me forever to learn on like YouTube or Google, and maybe it would not be correct. And uh, maybe it wouldn't be updated and then templates for things. Like I kind of just wanted a blueprint and that's what it was is it wasn't something that was like, Hey, here's all your clients because guys, like it doesn't need to be that easy. And, and you're not going to get like, that's not even a thing. Um, but it's, 
it just is, it gives you the belief, but it also gives you the roadmap to get there and then to grow beyond that if you wanted to take further coursework. But it's like, even just having that starting point, um, especially with the mindset work, I think was super helpful. And then like the templates and stuff like that just was really beneficial for the fact that when you're starting, like you want to have, like, you don't want to have to go through the guesswork of that. You want to be able to make it pretty. You want to look professional. And I don't think that you have to have all the skills and all the stuff up front, but having systems up front, I believe is super important because it, it establishes you as a professional and it gives you more belief and confidence as you start. But like, this is my job. Like somebody who's a hire you as a virtual assistant and you're like, I don't know how to work with you. Like that, that was what I was scared of. Cause that's what my, my virtual assistant that I hired did. She was like, okay, I'm your VA. What now? And I'm like, like, and so I wanted to be the person who came in. And if you're somebody who's type A and like, likes to create order out of chaos, like this is a perfect job for you, because that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be the person that came in and assuaged people's fears and was like, I can help you in your business. And here's how, and that course gave me the confidence to do that instead of like wondering, like, am I doing it right? So that was kind of how it set up things for me to kind of start the success of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I always tell people too, you know, like you can, you totally can do it on your own. And there are people who are like, I'm going to get resourceful and get scrappy and figure this out. And that's totally fine. The way I just like to say it too, is it's just like, you know, do it yourself. It's just probably going to take you a little bit long because you're, you're sorting through information and you're, and sometimes, like you said, you don't know everything that you need to know. And sometimes when it's laid out for you, kind of like given to you on a platter, it just makes it so much easier. And some of those obstacles that you might run into trying to do it on your own, like those, it kind of limits those. And I am a person who, and I, I feel like you're this way too, Allison, is like, if you can, if I have a goal or if I have something that I'm working towards, if you can get me there faster, if you can get me on the car, that's like, or you can get me on a direct flight to it. I will do it because I, if I set a goal for myself, I want it yesterday. And sometimes it's so hard for me to like go through, like trying to figure it out. And there's, there's definitely a time and place. Like you've, you've talked about too, like you can figure things out. And there are things too, especially like getting into like, okay, what do I do when I actually have the client or do I need to learn these things? Like there are things that you can figure out, but I think setting a solid foundation for yourself is so crucial because it kind of already sets you off on the right foot. It gives you that, that little vote of confidence that you need that sometimes it's like hard if you don't know exactly what you're doing. So I love that you talked about that. And I love that you talked about systems too, because that is something that I think is super important. And something that I didn't have at first. And I was like, you know, I kind of felt like when I got that first client, it's like, okay, you know, all right, what do I do? Um, so having those systems and just knowing exactly like, okay, this is how that process is going to look. It, it definitely will help you. And it will give you, um, like I said, that confidence that you need that sometimes like just kind of doing it on your own, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm kind of piecing things together. I'm trying to find the right things um, and not always having all those pieces. Yeah. And I mean, you want to be forward thinking with it. Right. And and this is a mindset thing too, is like, you want to assume that you're going to be madly successful. Like that's how I like to go into everything. I want to assume that I'm going to be madly successful. And so if you're going to be successful, because whether you want to learn it on your own or whether you want to take a course, why would like, so say a VA may, might make between 20 and 40 an hour, depending on their skill set, at least starting. And so like, if it takes you two hours versus 10 to 20 hours, like that's actually wasting your money because you're wasting your time. So like the, if you can get started quicker, then you're actually putting yourself in a position to make more money down the line. Because if money, then like we talk about money isn't everything, but it's like, if you want to have a solid foundation, if you want to build a business, if 
you want to create a lifestyle that you love and create a business around a lifestyle you love. I really enjoyed too that your course talked about like, what kind of life do you want to have and how can your business work around that and within it? Because the same problems can exist that existed for me as a teacher. I could work 24 seven as a VA. I could have really bad boundaries. My clients could be texting me at all hours of the day and tell me to do this, this, and this. I could be undercharging myself. So I could be work, like working for less than I'm worth. All of those problems could still exist. So the mindset piece is super important, but also like being super forward thinking about like, yeah, I mean, it's going to take me maybe 10 times as long if I try to figure out how to do this myself um, versus taking a course that like it took me a couple like took me a couple hours to earn the money back later I mean it wasn't that big of a deal um in the grand scheme of things but when you start you're just like oh I don't want to invest because like what if it doesn't work out um but like just assume that it will and realize that that investment is what set you up for success in order to get to that place I love that I love that you talked about that too and that was something that I did in the beginning too it was something like I would be driving to work and I'd be like I'd be looking at myself in the mirror like before I walked in and I'm like this is going to happen for you. Like this is, you are going to be successful at this. And just almost like you have to kind of trick your mind into thinking that because those, those negative thoughts, those thoughts of this won't work and it only works for her and it won't work for me. Like those are super overpowering. Like those can control your mind. And if you let them like control your mind and control your thoughts, like they're obviously going to affect like what you actually do, like the actions that you take. So I love that you said like, I'm going to be like wildly successful at this and like almost kind of forcing your brain to think, okay, if I'm going to be wildly successful at this, how am I going to act? What kind of actions am I going to take? Is someone who's wildly successful at this, are they afraid to invest? No, because they know that they're going to make their return on investment. So I love that. That's super big. And, and you know this too, like I am huge on mindset. I think having the tact tactful things that you need to take and the the exact roadmap is super important, but I only think that's like 20% of it. I think your mindset and how you think about your business and how you think about yourself is 80% of it. If you don't have, you know, your mindset is almost like that foundation of your house. If you don't have that in place, it's going to be really hard. Like when the storms come, when the obstacles come, it's going to sway you. It's going to take you off course. So having that strong mindset and belief in yourself is super, super important. Yeah. And I truly believe like I see LC people in my virtual assistant groups be like, I tried it VAing for a year and it failed or like I tried to do this or how do you get clients and all of that stuff. And, and your course does outline all those questions, which is great. Um, but also I believe that like understanding that <laughs> because I mean, teachers and people that work really hard and which is also like the type of people who I feel like try to go into this business the majority of the time. Like if you're a hard worker, you're not going to have problems with those things because like there's so much virtual work out there in the world. Like, it is just crazy because I have more work than I can even do and take on. Um, and I really had the limiting belief that like, there's nobody, like there's nobody that wants to work with me or like, I'm not, I'm not experienced enough, but like, really, I think that, yeah, those mindset shifts and those like affirmations almost are hugely important. And, and even on the same stroke, like even once you take the course or once you um, get started it, or even if you just start with any kind of freelancing, I think it's really important to get in a network, get in Facebook groups, get in places where you can bounce ideas off of people and not just any Facebook group, because there are Facebook groups that are out there that maybe there are virtual assistants that charge $5 an hour. That's not really going to get your mindset in the right place, which different countries charge different things. That's not necessarily a, that's not necessarily a problem, but I try to get in groups that have a community of people, which is why I like your other course too, because it provides that um, to help you up level your mindset and to help you be able to bounce ideas off of somebody like, Hey, am I charging too much? Am I charging too little? Is this like, how do you do this thing? And, and I think that having that community um, so that you don't second guess yourself is almost as vitally important because 
there have been times where I think I would have probably cut my price in half. Um, and I had another, like I had other people on there that were charging this and that kind of helped me like, Oh no. Okay. Like I am worth this. They're charging this. It's fine. So I think that having a community is super important too. Yeah. One, 1000%. Like there's times when I go to my husband and I tell him things like, even it's so funny. I was telling him about TikTok the other day and he's like, he's like, what are you doing on there? Like, he's like, <laughs> he doesn't get it, which I don't need him to like, he doesn't need, you know, I, he's supportive and he get, you know, but it's true. Like even people in my life, like I will still have people, I'll have people this fall who will come to me and say, so you're going back to teaching this year. Like there's just people in your life who just don't get it. And I think that you don't have to have everybody get it and having a community of people who do get it and who do understand it and who are in it with you, who can help you, who can listen to you, who can lift you up, who can help you celebrate those wins. Like that's super important. And that's something that will keep you going. If you don't have a community of people like that's, it's, it's going to be a struggle just because you're going to feel like I'm alone in this. Nobody understands it. Um, and like you said, about even just someone to bounce ideas off of, like, that's going to be so, so huge. Well, and like 95% of people, like, this is what I was super worried about when I quit. Um, but 95% of people, especially in the teaching career field, because they know how challenging it is. And because a lot of teachers leave that career field, I know all of my coworkers were happy for me. All of my family was happy for me, but even if they weren't, um, I think that it has to be like, you know, it's your life, <laughs> right? It's your life. And who do you, whose opinion do you care about? Like, are you, are you caring about like Linda, who you work with, or are you caring about the opinion of your partner and your family that doesn't get to see you? I mean, like those kind of things is, is kind of, kind of what pushed me past that. But I think a lot of the times we over, like we over catastrophize what other people might think. And really 99% of people were very happy for me, very successful, like very, like just overjoyed, but also, um, people asking me how I did it because they wanted to do it too. And so I think you can be a source of inspiration for people without necessarily knowing it because you, whether it's freelancing or um, like clerical work that you leave for, it doesn't really matter. It's just the fact that you took the leap to do something that you wanted to do and you didn't sit there and think about it for a million and five years. Like I had thought about leaving teaching for a couple of years now. And, and I think that that like what you were talking about, about regrets, like, am I going to look back and regret trying something that I kept thinking about? Or would I be more likely to regret never trying that thing that was on my heart and on my mind? And, and that's, that's part of it, right? Like if you keep having to ask yourself, oh, should I leave? Or, oh, should I transition? Or, oh, should I work from home? Or like, why don't you just try it and understand that like you get one life and you can always go back to doing something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something I always said too. And I find, I feel like I finally let go of it. Like, I feel like when I first got started, just almost as like a way to kind of like save myself, I'm like, I can always, you know, in five years when my kids are in school, like I can always go back to teaching. Like I always said that. And then I finally, like, I, I've had people recently who are like, do you think you, you ever will? And I'm like, I don't think I will. Like, not because I don't like, I, I do feel like I am using my teaching in a different way, in a different capacity, which I feel like is really great. Um, but I'm like, I, I've already lived this life like this lifestyle, I guess, for too long to like think, you know, of having to like wake up and go work for someone else or, you know, like having to be somewhere at a certain time and knowing that like, I couldn't leave that job until, you know, this time came. And now I know like, if I want to work for four hours in a row, I can, or if I just want to work for an hour and take a break, like I can do that. And just having that control in that of your life when like, there are a lot of things in our lives that we don't have control of like this past year, like there were a lot of things that were out of our control. So being able to control like you know, a majority of what you do, like a majority of our life, like in a regular type job is probably spent working. So if you can have control over what that looks like for you, I think you'll just be overall happier. Cause a lot of times like we're not happy because 
um, like I know for me, like, I don't like being told what to do. I like, you know what I mean? Like I like to make choices. Like I, if someone tells me like, you can't do this, like I want to do it just because you told me I can't, or just because you told me I shouldn't do it. Like I'm that kind of person. So having that control over my life has been like really helpful. And obviously there's so many other benefits that come with freelancing, but just having that say of like, this is how I want my life to look. And it can look that way. Not like, Oh, I wish it could. It actually can. Oh, and I think like there's so much glamorization of work from home life. I mean, and I think that a lot of people realize that during the pandemic, they're like, oh, thought this would be cool. I thought I would be like on a beach working, but no, I'm just like at my computer. And that really is kind of a mindset shift there. It can be super glamorized, but there are little moments and nuggets that you would not be able to have if you worked a full-time job. And like that my grandmother came to visit last week. I hustled for like three days and worked like eight to 10 hours a day. And then I took off two entire full days with my grandmother and showed her all around the town. And next week, like, I'm going to Vegas and like, I'm working a lot more this week so that I can of course still work while I'm there and still support some of my clients, but also not be, um, working constantly. And so if the breaks are what's kind of keeping you in, in, in a teaching career or in a different, like any career like that, like time paid time off or whatever, you can create that for yourself mm-hmm. in a different way. And, and I also think like regarding leaving teaching, I like almost a month into, um, doing this, I, I was fairly certain I would not go back and it wasn't because I didn't love that job. And I think that there was a, there's a guilt to that for me still. Um, but it's because like, maybe that job isn't like what's right for me in the season. And it's not what's going to be right for me moving forward, but I still live that life. I still have that experience and I still help those students. So, I mean, I think that's part of like kind of moving past that and, and assuaging that guilt and realizing that, you don't have to always do the thing for other people because they think it's right. Like you can do things to create your best life and and serve your family and yourself and still make an impact in a different way. And I feel like I make an impact through helping the businesses that I help also, because I do still help with education and health businesses. And, and, and that is cool because I'm, I'm helping in six different ways. And the, the compound effect and the waterfall effect of that is also potential. So yeah. Um, it's so funny too talking about like the taking the time off. It was my friend. We went a couple months ago, we went to New York city and we, she was like, still like, not sure what it was. <laughs> you know, she's like, I know what to do, but, um, but it was funny because she's like, did you have to, did you have to ask anybody if you, cause we went on like a Wednesday. She's like, did you have to ask anybody if it was okay? And I'm like, Nope, I just, you know, I moved my schedule around. I did. And that's what it is. It's like, I might have to, you know, my Monday and Tuesday might be a little bit more, you know, full with things. Um, but then I could, you know, make up for it and I could take that time. So um, as we start to wrap things up, I know you've touched on a lot of things, but if there's, you know, someone out there that's been thinking about doing this virtual assistant thing, they've, they're not sure, or maybe they're, they've been thinking about investing in the prep, but they, you know, aren't sure if it's the right choice for them. What would you maybe say to encourage them or to motivate them that this is, this was a great move for you and, and the results that it's gotten you? I think to me, it really is about like, what, like really, what do you have to lose? And, and the financial loss isn't that crazy much. And I looked at, okay, like where could I cut to, to create that? Or what have I spent that on that maybe didn't serve me? And, and if the potential is that you want to build something that could create a whole new life for yourself like that, that changed my life and like my entire life so quickly. Um, even that, if that's a possibility, is that little amount of money really, really going to, and I mean, I know that that's not a little amount of money for a lot of people, but it's just like, it's in the grand scheme of things, if I'm talking about my life, it is. And so for you, like if you're wanting to change your life or you're wanting to change your financial situation, is that risk worth it for you? Because to me, it's not a risk because you like the, the proven success is there. People have had success with it. I've had success with it. There's all people all over the podcast I have. And so 
to me, it's just like, are you willing to go all in and are you willing to take that investment into yourself, not only in money, but in time, um, to make it successful? Because if you, if you are, then you will be. So that's kind of like my thought process around it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for sharing your story and just for being so honest and open with us on the podcast. I know that this story is going to help a lot of people. And just like, I know a lot of people listening probably were like nodding their head the whole time. Like, oh my gosh, yes, I felt that. I feel that. So um, could you tell everybody where they can come hang out with you, learn more about you and what you're doing and what you have to offer? Yeah. So my social media accounts are um, on Instagram at al.meets.world and al.meets.social. So Al Meets World and Al Meets Social. On Al Meets World, I share more about like lifestyle stuff. On Al Meets Social, I share more about like my virtual assistant business and um, social media tips. So either places where you can find me and um, come say hi. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And um, I've just enjoyed talking to you and getting to know you more. And I know that my audience will love that too. So thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.